Hello and welcome back to the Press Start Podcast. My name is Shane and I'm joined by my co-host Ash. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the gaming events, showcases, games we want from these events and that this year, what we want to see more of and much, much more. But before we dive into all that, just a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Altlife Apparel. And it's a new and upcoming brand for lovers of all different genres of alternative music, whose mantra is, it's not a style, it's a way of life. Their goal is to bring the biggest community of like-minded music lovers through their Discord chat and ambassador program, with the hopes of one day hosting and sponsoring their own music events and festivals. You can head over to their Instagram at altlife.apparel to stay up to date with all of their upcoming launch and join their Discord chat, which you can find on their Instagram profile. Okay, so on today's episode, as uh, Shane said uh, a few seconds ago, obviously we're going to be looking into everything gaming events, gaming conventions, uh, showcases, and everything in between. Obviously, the way it evolves and the way it involves the gaming community. Obviously, if you've seen the vlog recently, the two of us visited Insomnia a couple of weeks back. And we did. Basically, we want we, while we were there, we were sort of talking and basically saying, you know, how obviously Insomnia is still going. We've got EGX coming up at the end of the year. And obviously, recently, we've had the quite disappointing news that obviously E3 has once again been cancelled, but not just physically, but digitally. Yeah. It's it's a shame, isn't it? And, and, and it's it, like you just said, it's the gaming events like Insomnia that get you talking about, yeah. oh, you know, we want to see this game, we want to see that game, and it, it gives them events, give you that chance to maybe get your hands on them, not just see more about them, but, but physically get your hands on them and play them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, Insomnia that we went to, it was in April, so like we said before we even went, we are at a position where a lot of the games that are there are going to be ones we've already played. They're, they're games that, you know, there's not much hype around them because they're games that have been out for three, four, five, six months. However, you know, you then head into this the time of year in August, September, when we've got obviously another Insomnia and EGX in September, where obviously there's there's a lot more hype. You know, we go in knowing full well that especially EGX, you have the games like your Call of Duties, your next FIFA, you know, your next big games from the likes of Ubisoft will be there and will be playable for the very first time. And that excitement when you get there and you see exactly what's on show is something that for me is really sort of makes the day at these events. Yeah, it's same for me. I mean, you know, it's kind of that, it's that feeling of getting to play it before anybody else. I mean, it's not before anybody else because there's loads of other people there, but you know what I mean? Just knowing that you, you've already played it, you're ready for it, you've got a bit of information about it, you know how it feels. Um, and it is, it's a good feeling. And I, I'm just hoping E3, it's just a kind of backlash of the whole COVID thing. And hopefully it will return, you know, next year. But gaming events are not cancelled completely. As we know, THQ Nordic announced theirs last, last week. And today, Xbox and Bethesda have announced theirs. Yeah. So we are getting them, but we're not going to get as hands on anything. We're just going to, we're going to see it. We're gonna and, and and I think that you know again that's what today's episode's about in it. What do we want to see from yeah. the likes of, of of that Xbox and Bethesda showing? You know what games yeah. do we want to see more of? So you know, obviously, I'm, I'm I, sure we've got like-minded games, haven't we? Yeah, we've oh, we've got quite uh, a few that we you know just before we with. sort of started just then we were going on about a few we'd like to see, and I think we match up on a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, Xbox of today announced that this event. The Xbox and Bethesda showcase will be on Sunday, the Ju- uh, Sunday the twelfth of June. Uh, for those of you in the UK, I believe it's six pm. Uh, it's ten am Pacific and one pm Eastern over in the US. Um, at the minute, what uh, something that's quite good that obviously with Xbox doing their own showcases, they can keep a lot of this information under wraps. So, yeah. You know, E3, we've always got the the feeling that we're going to get a bit more of this. You know, there's there's things sneaking out, things from the event several days before. Whereas, because Xbox won't showcase this stuff until the day, and it's all kept within, you know, under wraps at Xbox, 
we're probably set for more of a surprise and a few more shocks along the way than we would at your traditional E3. Yeah, definitely. And and like you said, there's that it, it's in house in it, so it, it, it things get kept a secret and it is nice. I love a surprise. I don't know about I love surprises. Um and it does get you excited, but one thing I will miss from the likes of E3 is, do you remember, I can't remember her name now, it, it's gone out of my head while I was listening to you there, but the, the, the last from Ubisoft, who used to present yeah. on stage, she were, in, she were just incredible. She used to make the events for me, and I, I miss that, you know, the different developers yeah. and marketing I, I miss the excitement, coming out. The, yeah, yeah, you know, the, the people who are so proud to present their games, and likewise those press and gamers and that that are in the crowd that when these games that we've potentially been waiting years for finally get announced and you hear that audience cheer and yeah. you know shout and get excited it's all that hype is part of for me what like e3 is all about yeah definitely definitely but like we said we are still getting the digital events and this episode is <clears throat> what do we want and probably i mean you know for the people who do listen to this episode, you know, get get us on our social medias and tell us what you want as well. Exactly, get involved yeah. And, you know, we want to see what is the big thing that everybody everybody's out there. And I'm pretty sure a couple we mentioned along the way today is going to be going to be on a lot of people's tick list. Yeah, I mean, one that obviously immediately when it comes to obviously a lot of this will be based more around Xbox because obviously that's what we play, that's what we are generally revolved around and. One that I really want to see a little bit more of this year is Fable. <laughs> I knew that was going to be the first one out of the bag. <laughs> I think the thing is with Fable, it, we've already said, um, there's a lot of reports online that are still suggesting that with the way that they're still taking on developers with regards to the development of this game, we, we could still be another two or three years away. However, yeah, yes, we've had the official acknowledgement, the reveal of the game, but... We just need a little bit more. We can't go from, you know, when was it, 2020 that it was announced? We can't go probably yeah. another three or four years. And it were, it were only a snippet as well. It, yeah, it, it was just a very, teaser. And, yeah, you know, it, it got everybody snippet. going. But we need that little bit more, you know, just maybe, you know, just an exploration of if it's obviously still set in Albion, you know, a little zoom through some of yeah, the towns. Yeah, looks and, like. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a bit more of an insight. Like I say, if it means we're still another two years away, Obviously, we want it now, but, you know, it's fine. We can wait for it. But just just acknowledge it a little bit more. Just give us a little bit more to go on just for the time being. You know, yeah. look at what, obviously, the Harry Potter... Uh, I forgot the name of it now. Hogwarts Legacy. They did that 15-minute mm. sort of showcase the other week. And it gave us a little bit of insight. You know, if they could just do something like that and go, you know, in this fable, we will see the reintroduction of this, you know, the addition of this, you know, we're going to explore things in a whole new way. Just give us a bit of detail. That's what we really want from this year with Fable, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, it's one of our favourite games, probably of all time in it, Fable. Yeah. I mean, we we spent countless hours on it. And to be honest, most of my hours were sent on it, spent on it decorating my house and stuff. Yeah. It, 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 it's just one of them, though. It's so, like, happy going. And I, do you worry? That's a question I'm going to ask you. I know you're a huge Fable fan. The fact that it's not with Lionhead Studios, and I know that there is certain the same people working on it. You think it's still going to get the same kick when it does come? I think, I mean, this was the problem with Fable Legends, which was obviously, this was a title that was cancelled several years ago when Microsoft initially closed Lionhead and so on, that Fable was incredibly british in terms of the humor yeah. the wit everything you know you run through the, the middle of the i think it was boa stone market and stuff and you'd hear like wakey wakey it's daybreaky and you know yeah all these little witty comments that was all part of like british Which, humor one, one of the best things about on exactly it, on it. yeah and you know it was a it was a typically british game it was obviously headed up by peter molyneux who was just an incredible like Legend. developer producer and everything you know and he you know, he obviously left the studio and then Microsoft moved the development over to an American studio, which I can't remember which studio it was, but it lost its, you know, I play, I took part in quite a long, lengthy beta for Fable Legends and it just didn't feel like the same game. And that, for yeah. me, was one of them things that I 
was like, yeah, this this ain't this ain't it. However, the new Fable is being developed by Playground Games, which is literally based probably 30 minutes away from where I live. It's British, you know, we know what they can do with a good looking video game with Forza Horizon. Yep. If they can then transfer that over into the the storytelling adventure type with Fable, I think we're on to a solid winner here. Yeah, I mean, again, like you just said, Playground Games, it gives me a lot of confidence. Like I said, it's British. It, it's um, And I know that they have hired some of the same developers that worked on the previous yeah. ones, haven't they? But I just don't, you know, it's one of them we've waited so long and we're so, you know, we are so excited for it. Um, as you can probably gather. But I just don't want that anticlimax that it's like, uh, you know. There's, yeah, there's always going to be that want. threat. Yeah, there's a, I think, and I, like, you know, that threat will come with any game that you've loved back in the day. It happened to me a few years ago with Final Fantasy VII when they've redone it. And, you know, it's only out on uh, PlayStation at the moment and it is due to come to Xbox. But the way they've done it, I mean, graphically, it's it, it's mind blowing, but for me they changed the fighting system. It's it's now more dash and slash than it is turn based. It's not turn based yeah. anymore. And you know the developer announced that look, we want to come away from the turn based and and try and get the sort of younger or current generation or whatever you want to call them, in you know to enjoy the game. And and I get that they've got to you know, do that for the new gamers and things like that. And, you know, it's very in the past, but I left that game alone purposely. And I probably will when it comes to Xbox, because as well, they've, they've released it in episodes. It's because there was four, the game was four discs. They're releasing basically a disc at a time. Yeah. And I mean, what is it now? 18 months, nearly two years on from that initial launch, the second disc still haven't been, it's still not out. So for me, it's like I didn't want that anticlimax, so I've left it. I yeah, want sometimes the, the nostalgia you know, the, is the better. The memories of my 16-year-old. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And and turn-based for me on that game just worked. And I get that it probably won't be for everybody, but I loved it. And, and on that factor alone, I left it alone. So, yeah. again, this is why I want to see more from Fable, because does it look like it's got all the core elements that made fable so good if it does then i can't wait to grab it and pick it up but if i feel it might let me down i might well stay away yeah exactly i so... think you know we we may whether we get some sort of insight into like a beta or anything later on down i don't know um obviously a lot of the games from xbox and that we haven't received betas and stuff but you know just some sort of insight that's what we really want from fable um yeah extended trailer would be yeah. great when a cinematic just as, like you said a cinematic trailer would be good even if it were three minutes long or yeah that's all we a, need a 10 just, minute, you know you know a little, a a little insight into what's coming into it you know what elements are we going to see you know what sort of stuff are they bringing back from classic you know what what new things are they bringing to the game because sometimes the classics don't need new stuff you know i know technology no. is expanded i know the capabilities of what you can produce with a fable now to 15 years ago is, you know, worlds apart, but you don't want to overcomplicate it as well don't to the point that it don't... not broken. Exactly. But, so, so we'll move on from fable. I'll pick yeah. one. I'll pick one that, um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pick one that haven't been announced and that we've got no information whether it will or it won't. But for me, a new Trials game. So yeah. the last one we got, I believe, was Trials Fusion. So I, them games for me, I, I, you know, it's going back to the days where Xbox Arcade, that's what it was called, wasn't it? It was Arcade games. Yeah. Um, you know, the likes of Worms and stuff like that, which I love them sort of games. It was just quick, you know, pick up and play, have a bit of fun. And I know, you know, there's, there's other games out there now, like... Um, Ubisoft released the one that we were playing not not too long ago with the mountain biking and that. Uh, yeah, called. Um, Riders Republic. Riders Republic. So you know, a lot of people are saying that's replaced Trials. Now that's kind of the new thing. But now, for me, Trials it is a game that can easily stand on its own. 
And I would love, absolutely love, if we got a Ubisoft event this year, they announced that they were, they were releasing a new Trials game because I think they are absolutely phenomenal. I think, yeah, I think it's a, obviously it's a series. It's not one that I've ever really got behind as much. I know you obviously have done them all religiously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that it's 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 a series that has it holds its own. It's popular amongst its fan base, and you know every time that there's ever been one announced, there's always a cheer. There's always you know pe- there are people waiting for the next instalment. So I think we're about due probably another one. I think so. I th- I just I just think they're so inventive as well. You know the the the, the stuff that sort of goes on with it, and you know the tracks that are developed and. And then obviously they brought in the fact that you could make your own. So then it give people, you know, you be um, sort of adventurous with it and make your own track and yeah. have people ride it. I, I love it. I, I honestly think it's, it, for me, it, as, even though it's not a massive sort of AAA title, for me it is, it's one of my favourites. It, it really is. So for me, this, this summer, that's what I want out of gaming. So something that I want to see this year. Obviously, I, I'm fully expecting us to see it this year at the showcase for Xbox because it's about that time now, but I want to see more of Forza Motorsport, the new, obviously, yes, track-based. Yes. Um, yes. You know, since we had, I think it was Forza Motorsport 7, we've had two mm-hmm. Horizons. We've had Forza Horizon 4 and 5. You know, we we both played Which, them. Prior to that, they did release that we're going to do one every year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, it was we were you know, going in sort of turn base. Horizon and Motorsport. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I think maybe potentially with the development of the new one to do with the Series X and that, obviously, it was announced again a couple of years back. But the actual game that came first was Forza Horizon Five. So, you know, mm. I think we're about due another one where it's you know we we enjoy the open world of the Horizon games. You know, they're fantastic. They look visually incredible there's there's a lot of content you know but it gets to a point where you want a bit more competitiveness in the way of you know ranks and leaderboards yeah. and series yeah. of races and stuff on tracks so obviously we've played over the years you know your, your silverstones your nurburgrings <laughs> and you know all the most well, i knew nurburgring we're gonna call do you remember when oh. we did that <laughs> well i about three hours, weren't we? We, we? we ended up quitting and didn't we just let's oh, just Let it. me just sort of <laughs> take you back. This is about 10 years ago. We had this this fantastic idea that we'd do, what was it, a 30-lap endurance race of the Nürburgring? Yeah. Think it was something oh, ridiculous. And gosh. three and a half hours later, we were still at it. it was, there was about 15 of us in the game, and it was it was the worst idea I think we've ever had because it just it took all the it fun out shocking, of it. It was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah. But, but I, don't, I don't think... I don't, I think for a few of us, we never picked up Forza Motorsport. Probably that, not. That particular Forza Motorsport again, did we? Completely understandable. <laughs> Absolutely wrecked us. But, but yeah, I think yeah. it's just it's a game that we're about due another one. Um, you know, we know what Turn Ten and that can produce with the Forza series. This one has had so many years since the last one. That, you know, this should be an absolute masterpiece. You know, the last few have been visually absolutely insane. I was just and... going to say the same. I mean, imagine graphics of the previous and now the power of the Series X. Well, that's that the thing. going to be You know, we, obviously, two years ago, we got the cinematic trailer for it, thinking mm. that was probably, like, you know, coming next year, and we never got a date. So yeah. two more years or whatever of development, If it, say if it does arrive this year, I fully expect that to be potentially one of the visually most insane games Xbox Series X has had so far. Yeah. Do you know the one thing I love about Forza Motorsport, if you compare it to Horizon, I mean, like you said, I, I love the open world and I love the sort of arcade feel to a Forza Horizon game. But for me, one thing I absolutely love about Forza Motorsport is when you get all the different classes and you've got all your different races. And this is one yeah. thing I want keeping, is that, you know, you might you might go out there and you might have... Um, a D-Class Cup or you might have a Volkswagen Cup which means you can only drive a, a VW yeah so where so Horizon still has the classes you know from D to S or X or whatever it is now there's, there's that many which they carried that class over the, the, the class rankings of cars 
But the one thing I, and I've tried and tested it, you can go through the whole of Horizon using the same car. Yeah. You could you could start with a, a low-class car, and you, th there's some that you can get up to the S-class and, and compete with some some high-end cars. And, it, you know, if you're playing it on your own, you probably couldn't compete online. But on your own, you could complete that game in one car. Yeah. And that think... is the one thing that always bothers me, because I do. I end up sitting in one car, even though I don't enjoy sitting in the same car. This year, we're a little bit different because they had the sort of off-roading classes and that. Again, if you wanted to tweak it, you could. But it did inspire a bit more using different vehicles. Whereas Forza Motorsport, for me, it were a sort of game that I'd end up buying a Vauxhall Corsa because a certain cup would require yeah, exactly. that sort of class of car. You're forced to so mix I'd be it like, up oh, a bit. Great. Yeah, I'll go buy a Corsa then. Fantastic. And, and, I, and that's what I love about it. And I hope that stays... With, with the new one is that yeah. you know it, it, the 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 competitions inspire you to not use just the same car all the time explore the garages you know get your collection built and horizon don't do that for me and i find i fall out of love with horizon a little bit more than i do quicker yeah, than i, I think do with more i think the whole for us at least we've always found that the multiplayer competitive element is always more appealing in the motorsport over Horizon as well. Yeah. Like, you know, Mo Horizon's good fun. You know, we've been on there that when Horizon 5 launched, we had a few nights where we were having a great crack with driving around in minis and all sorts of silly oh, cars. God, and, and, you know, it, it was, it's good fun. But I think I when mean, it comes we, we, to... We weren't driving about, were we? No, really? it was just literally we pulling out up, the silliest we cars. We sat on runway coming out in stupidest cars, yeah. which were really good fun. <laughs> but when it comes to actual, you know, shall we have a race, they're the games where it's like, right, what, what track are we racing? What cars are we going yeah. with? You know, yeah. how many laps are we going? You know, like I say, we used to do endurance races. Obviously, back in our old days, we, we had competitive gameplay and, you know, leagues and mm. competitions where well, we would do we that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, you yeah. know, and I mean, yeah. I also find I'm hoping this is something that I would like to see in this one. Yes, I like the customization of in Motors in Forza Horizon 5, you know, the painting and stuff is still there. You can still yeah. create incredible cars. But I think if you obviously, we know back in like Forza, uh, Forza Motorsport 2 and stuff, when, you know, you had the auction house and that, and it was a lot more. Yeah, involved. Yes, it's still there in uh, in the horizon and all that, but it's it's more now just a sort of fixed way. Of if you want to sell a more car, extra, won't they? yeah, you could make money sport. from it. it just and, felt, yeah, you I mean, know, my, I I remember designing a Legion I car. It took me, I think, six hours. Yeah, I, sat, I, I remember I was sat, I had an office, one of those really old office chairs on four wheels that were. You know, like really small office chair. No, not a gaming chair out back then. And I sat in the middle of my living room for about six hours designing that Leeds car. Yeah. Did all the badge and everything. But it made me... I ended up with unlimited money. There weren't enough digits to for the money yeah, I had. Yeah, because it people wanted to buy it. Minute. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, I it, remember... I loved it. I was designing, like, obviously back at the time, this was Forza, Forza Motorsport 2. So this would have been, again, probably 10 years ago. So I went round designing logo cars for. I was designing logo cars for things I like, remember, like obviously back when, like the the Playboy Bunny was like a big yeah, yeah. icon. Yeah, yeah. And like you, I created this a gold and a pink variety of a Playboy car with the logo on the front, the bonnet, because it was this massive icon at the time. And I was selling this design for like millions at a time because it was yeah something that I'd. I mean, obviously the Playboy Bunny was not. A difficult thing to design you know it was probably 15 yeah. 20 shades but it was a design with a few other little decals here and there and it, it sold and that's what i want it to be a little bit more of it's not so much about how many yeah. downloads you've made and yes you do still get a payout for you know oh, I've, I've had a million downloads of my design here's three hundred thousand dollars or yeah. whatever but i want to sell it for a price, price it, yeah then. i want to sell it for a price yeah. that i want to make on it and you know if people want to Add it to their car, pay for it, and you know it's yeah, the same yeah. with the setups. You know, there's people who are out who are out there that design incredible setups on Forza, and it's not just yeah. about a little payout, a little coin here and there, and you know a little bit of XP and all that. 
let people, you know, if someone is on there that can genuinely create the fastest setup for, say, the Bugatti Chiron, for example, let him put a price tag on that. Put yeah, it yeah. At five yeah. million. And if people want yeah. it, they will buy it. And, you know, that's something that the marketplace sort of dropped off with Forza, and I'd like to see that back. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, like you say, it's that nostalgia kick again in it of what we used to do and what we used to play, and how yeah. we—that's how we enjoyed the game. That's how we experienced the game. I give you a quick question: Do you remember what car everybody used to put the designs on? The Nissan Fairlady Z. Yes, but which of one? I remember. Oh, which uh, Z was it? I just remember. I think the base one was. I can't remember. It was the base orange one, but I can't remember. Three fifty. Oh, right, 350Z, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But well done, you you did remember it, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's how we enjoyed experiencing the game, and it. So, like you said, don't take it away. Put it in there as an option. If people don't use it, they don't use it. If they if they're just there for racing, but for us, we want to race, we want to design, we want to share yeah. those designs, and we want to make money off the designs. So yeah, love it. So my turn. So I, I'm going to pick one out that we saw back in. 2018 at E3, and it looked incredible. Ubisoft Singapore are developing this, and it's going to be published by Ubisoft. But Skull and Bones, it's been four years, four years, and we've had and we've had absolutely nothing else. Not to the point that I said to you the the other day that has has it been cancelled? Yeah, I think what I find amazing about this game is obviously there's so many games that will be announced over the years that just die off into the shadows. We never see anything else of it. You know, it happens quite a lot. Whereas this game was announced four years ago, and yet I still see online when people like what we're doing now, what games would you like to see this year? You know, what are you still excited for? And um, Skull and Bones still comes up. It's a game that really captured a lot of gamers' interest. And, you know, for whatever reasons... well, the thing for me is I'm a massive, as you know, massive Assassin's Creed fan. Yeah. My favourite Assassin's Creed was Black Flag. I absolutely loved that game. I loved that, you know, you, you had your own boat, you customised your boat, you upgraded your boat, or ship, probably the right word for it, but then you got your own fleet of ships and then you could, you know, have a town under your control and you could upgrade the town and, I'd just be spending hours whizzing around in ship and going to different towns where I had the materials and the money to upgrade it. And one thing I absolutely loved with the fighting system whilst you were on that ship. Yeah. You know, you had your cannonballs, you could release fire behind you. You know, you had your front cannons, your side cannons. Um, you had your pickle shot, which were, were an accurate one that sort of put an all in sail on that. And that is what it were based on, you know, the, the Skull and Bones is based on the fact it's taken from the battle system of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, this looks amazing. It's just like an entire game of being on that ship and, and fighting enemies. And like you said, four years down the line, there's been absolutely nothing else. And they think... showed an extended cinematic trailer four years yeah. ago. You know, it's kind of like got... what you've been doing. We, we almost got like... Uh... A fairly in-depth almost gameplay view of it at one point yeah. you know and this game looked almost set you know and whether i don't know why it's been delayed or pushed back as far as it has or whether the intention was never to be released until sometime now but you know it's a game that is again like i said it's already drawn a lot of interest and i think surely we're getting to a point now where this year with obviously this you know one, I've just literally thought of this as we're saying it. Maybe that they announced this game just before they got their hands on the next generation of technology. Maybe they've pushed it, you know, to Possibly. develop it into the next generation. Because why would you spend that much time and effort to create such a visually stunning game on the Xbox One and release it just before? A... Yeah. But, I mean, it's like going back to the Fable thing. We mentioned we got the, the, the tiniest snippet of a teaser. Which you sat there watching that event, or you know you're in the you're in the crowd or whatever at that event, and you're thinking that's a that's a few years off. 
Yeah. You can tell by that that snippet that yes, it's announced and everybody's absolutely giddy, but you accept the fact it's probably a long way off. Yeah. But this was like you said, we got an extensive cinematic trailer followed by a, like a ten-minute gameplay trailer. Yeah, with a full explanation, so like we said, thinking, on this is on its way. Yeah, this is coming any time. And we're four years down the line, and it's like, I mean, like you said, you know, the technology changeover may have affected things, but what gets me is that there's like last year's E3 and that where the Xbox and all that were out is there was still no word. Yeah, there you know, no we've we've come of... to the Ubisoft show probably the last three years, and every year we say, mm. hopefully we see a bit more from Skull and Bones, and every year it gets to that final. You know there's always going to be that final game where, you know, the lights go dark or whatever, and something that we've all been waiting for is the very last game. You know, it's always your Halos or, you know, whatever. You know, obviously yeah, last year we also time, had the... We also thought we'd see a brand new um, Splinter Cell, but again, that didn't come. Yes. That so, was disappointing. You know, every year we get to that last few minutes and, you know, they say sort of, you know, thank you for tuning in. We hope you've enjoyed everything. But here's one last thing. This is the year where we, we need either Skull and Bones or Splinter Cell, now that I've brought that up. I'm going to say, can reveal. I add that to my list, like, right now? Yeah. Because well, I love This is the thing. Games. They, I'm pretty sure I've seen that there is a remaster or some sort of remaster of Splinter Cell coming. Yeah. But, yeah, that's not always what we want, you know. There's no, there's a lot say, of remasters now. Do another. Yeah. yeah, Metal Gear Solid would another. You know, just, just don't try and redo it. Just you know, make a new one. Yeah, I mean, because you know, we, we sound contradictory here because you know we've said about Fable that sometimes a brand new one's not always the best thing, and we're saying now don't remaster, bring a new one, but. You know, if it's done right, exactly like Fable, a brand new Splinter Cell, yeah. you know, would be a fantastic but, new game from Ubisoft. But just getting feedback on 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 games like that, for, you know, if if it's not the old developers anymore, or it's moved studios or whatever, like we mentioned with Fable, just get the feedback. Why yeah. did you love that game? Just just put a survey up. Just put anything up. Because, you know, gamers like us who, who absolutely adore that game, and for the reasons we both adored it for the same reason. I know my brother-in-law, you know, he enjoyed it for the exact same reason us two do. Yeah. You know, so, it, it, you know, this is a common theme. So get the feedback. What was it that made that game special? Why? And See, then you can't really go wrong. Another one that, for me, this this is, again, you you know how, obviously I haven't played it for quite a long time now, but one of the games that I, was, I literally lived on for at least a year was Rainbow Six Siege. Now, yep. again, this is obviously through Ubisoft. Now, I know that the year, obviously the year-on-year -year sort of roadmap with Rainbow Six Siege kind of suggests, and with the way that they've just added Team Deathmatch and that, that... Rainbow Six Siege is just a game that is just going to keep evolving. You know, they keep adding maps, they keep adding operators. Obviously, they're adding new game modes to it now. But I think, again, I think with something like seven years past the release of Rainbow Six Siege, it's still thriving, it's growing, it's, you know, it's still bringing in... It's a huge game. Oh, it's massive, you know, and the Rainbow Six Siege um, competitive, you know, esports is huge. It's one of the biggest... But again, it's just another game that, you know, it's gone way beyond what it initially launched as, which was basically a tactical SWAT game. You know, five yeah. defend, five attack. We've got to get in and get the hostage. You've got to stop us. It's gone beyond that now. You know, the technology that the operators have, some of the game modes and all that sort of stuff that's come into it, it's, it's way beyond what it was initially. And something I would love to see is, you know, a Rainbow Six Siege 2 uh, you know, a brand new one yeah. in the technology of today because Siege is sort of iconically quite sort of stiff with the movements and that. There's not much freedom of movement. There's a lot of... Your operators feel quite heavy, obviously naturally because of the gear they're carrying and all that, but let's go forward now, you know. Let's have let's have the next generation of Rainbow Six Siege because, you know, the esports would definitely probably welcome it. Obviously, I can't speak for yeah. them because, you know, it's a whole different world there. But for me as a fan, 
I would like to see a Rainbow Six Siege to where we're going back to basic. You know, the technology is still there, the operators are still there, but let's not shy away from what we initially started playing that game for, which was a good tactical SWAT sort of yeah. operation type yeah. of game. And, you know, and for me... team game, wasn't it? Oh, it was massively, you know, like I say, I... For that first sort of year of that game's launch, that was probably one of the only games I played. I lived on it. But it just yeah. got to the point that at once we'd added the first three or four rounds of operators, the map started getting a bit sort of shitty with it. Um, and, you know, it, it just wasn't as enjoyable anymore. And I know a lot of players sort of said the same. And just for me personally it's something i know it's not going to happen you know i'll come back on the next podcast once they've done the show and if obviously if we get an announcement then i'll be buzzing but i don't think it'll happen but it's something i personally would like to see from ubisoft even just an announcement of a new one in the works yeah yeah so we're picking on ubisoft today because i want a new trials we both want skull and bones you want a new rainbow six siege so if anybody's listening from Ubisoft, hurry up and announce what day your show's going to be on. Yeah. And give us all these games. And I suppose it's another one that we could sort of... Let's let's leave Ubisoft for a bit. They've took a beat in. <laughs> let's not pick on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, one that I want to see from Xbox side again is more information on Starfield. Obviously, we know it's come in this year. But for a game that's only probably six months away now still so little information on it like we need a proper in-depth look at I this game i think that will happen this year i think it's like got you to said, because the launch date is is that fast approaching yeah. I mean, six months no is it you blink and six months has gone by but i i think i think you're going to see something very extensive at that xbox and bethesda show this year that that they're going to showcase it, uh, yeah i think the that's the thing it's got to because we we've seen obviously this Again, a very limited information trailer last year. And, you know, it looks good. We know it's obviously space-themed and all that. And, you know, we've obviously recently played things like No Man's Sky. So, you know, we've, we're used to sort of taking to the skies and all that. But there's just not enough information. We don't know. Are we going to fly the spaceships? You know, what are we going to do on these planets? Yeah. You know, there's. Yeah. it looks good. We know that, obviously, Bethesda and that, they... They can make good games, but we need more information on a game that is looking like potentially one of the big, new, unique IPs of this generation for Xbox. We need the yeah. next step of, you know, this is what this game does. This is what you will be doing in this game. That's the thing for me with, with these E3s. and uh, uh, I keep saying E3, it's not happening, but don't listen to me. It's not happening. But these gaming shows, it, it's... It, like you just said, they're unique IPs. I think we need more of that. Well, I think this is another know? year where we will. I think, you know, firstly, yeah. obviously, we're another year past the acquisition of Bethesda. So, you know, all the studios that were potentially yeah. working on stuff, we're already saying that, you know, the next Elder Scrolls could potentially be an Xbox exclusive. Um, obviously, in terms of new IPs, We've got all them Xbox game studios, some that have already released stuff, some that will release new things this year. Um, and, I, you know, I think this is a year that we will. And obviously something, a bit of news that sort of broke today, which is obviously Thursday, the 28th of April, um, is that it seems that unless obviously there's other complications along the way, Xbox are, are going to buy out Activision. That which opens the door. Awesome. To huge new, you know, new IPs, new exclusives for Xbox, which, you know, is something, again, we want to see more of. Yes, we've got all these studios, but we need to see the big titles now, you know, things like Crossfire X yeah. and that. New IPs, just some yeah. new experiences, isn't it? You get, I mean, don't get me wrong, like we've said, I do love the old ones coming back, you know, a new Fable and you know, the new Assassin's Creed and things like that. And I'm going to get onto a couple of games I want to see in a minute, very, very, very briefly. But it's, there's, it, like you said, it's that give us something new that we've never played before, some new ideas, some new worlds, some new yeah. inventions. That's, that's you know, the thing that things like Starfield have got us excited for. Obviously, Fable, yes, yeah. we, we want it. We've been waiting years for a new one, but it's Fable. 
you know when if yeah. they announce gears of war 6 you know it, it's another one in the series exactly the same as halo you know i'm one of the biggest halo fans out there but again it's the next in the series as it, it i mean gears of war's got massive following on it yeah and but for me i'm done with that series I, i'm kind of over it you know and i don't mean that in a bad way i think it's a very well developed game i think it's a great game and I've got nothing against the people that play it. And like I said, it's got a massive, massive fan base and it's very popular. But f- just for me personally, I'm I'm kind of over it. And and I, I want the new IPs and the new, you know, it, just something else that, that gets you excited for gaming. Can I just uh, jump in here and say that the I'm over it view of Gears of War, that was Shane, not me. So any fans out there that... <laughs> Any diehard Give fans. Me the because Pete, <laughs> but you did it to me with Assassin's Creed. How many oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed's have you bought and you haven't played? Yeah, I've, uh, Valhalla Origins. <laughs> <laughs> the last three or four. Yeah, I think. And, but, yeah, but yeah, it's a good point. It it's, but it's just my opinion. It, yeah, I am. It's, just, I just, it's not for me now. I think it is, you know, I can understand where, in a, in a way, obviously we are diehard Xbox, you know, we're all Xbox, everything yeah. about us is Xbox, but I can understand where over the years we've got the stick that our, our exclusivity was poor, not poor, but, you know, we were limited. We had Forza, we had Halo, mm. we had Gears of War. You know, obviously we've got things like Sea of Thieves and that, which are obviously, I know it's on PC and that as well, but, you know, we, we've been limited for a long time and now with the amount of studios we've got in our sort of locker this is where this year we need to oh, come it's... out and say is 15 new unique exclusives you know they're not all going to be these massive blockbusters that are going to be you know the next halo the next gears of war but you know starfield has the, the opportunity to be that we need three yeah. or four more at least that are the big ones that, you know, every three yeah. or four years we get a new one on Game Pass and that that's an Xbox exclusive that is massive. And I think that's something that this year, with the amount of money that has been invested in Xbox and the studios behind it, this is where the year, obviously we know that Xbox in terms of market and revenue and sales console-wise and hardware-wise, it's up massively for the first time in years like in this quarter yeah. it's massive they've they've smashed it and over I the think last part year of it is the exclusives that oh, they've now probably. got and yeah. the game studios and you know this but they've got game to see pass. a return on that as well yeah exactly all these studios that and, you know, for billions of pounds these studios that we're buying now we need to see the next step you know all these people that are getting on board you know i've, I've seen multiple people who have said you know I have moved away from PlayStation, for example, because of the Game Pass and the value for money. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, there's Definitely. enough of there's enough of us that are saying now that when Game Pass announced, you know, this is this month's new lineup of five games coming to Game Pass, it's starting to wear thin. We need more excitement in that sort of sense. Now, yes, we get probably once every other month another pretty big title you know we've we've had a couple yeah. over recent months and then we are heading into a period where we're going to get some more big ones over the next few months but we just need from xbox studios because they're not all massive but just a few more uniques a few more exciting games that we can get behind because one of the things that xbox said i think it was probably last year was that going forward they want to start splitting their releases throughout the year so we start getting some in spring some in summer some in autumn some in winter rather than almost everything being between september and december we want to start getting a few more throughout the year and you know that's something i want to see i want to be oh you know next month we get this you know oh then sort of two months from now this is out you know and that's something that xbox they're in a good position to go that way now but we just need at this showcase just a little bit more of a teaser on several more really appealing yeah. games. Well, it's something we said, didn't we, on the last episode, is, and I'd said it, like, you know, the, the fact that people, about the whole two-year thing, you know, developers taking, instead of releasing a game every year and doing it every two years, one of my points of, of that was it will give other people to squeeze their game in, in that year and not yeah. be up against so much competition. And then people sat back thinking, well, 
you know, between sort of September and November, there's a lot coming out. There's a lot I want, but I can't afford them all. So I'm going to have to pick three that I want. You know, Christmas is around the corner. If you had more coming out throughout the year, like this time of year where it's quite quiet, you, you, it's affordable. Yeah. And you're probably going to see your sales do better because... And with Game you know, Pass, it doesn't matter about affordability because it's all on no. the Game Pass that you're already paying for. Yeah. So it, maybe one day we won't be paying for games. We'll just pay for a subscription and get them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be nice. So obviously but, we're coming to a point where we'll sort of wrap up now. This this podcast is blew by. Yeah. I know you've got a couple more you want to throw in. So just very quickly, give us a couple more, a little yeah, rundown. It, it, I mean, it is quickly because we don't know a lot on them. And it's the new Tomb Raider and Witcher 4. We know they've both been announced. Yeah. It's probably unlikely we're going to see something um you know, at this year's conferences, but by God, I'd love it if we did just a, a, a snippet, a teaser, a, a, you know, so, give me two and a half minutes or something like that. I'd love it because them two, them two games for me are two of my favourite franchises and, you know, the fact that they've both been announced, I think they were both announced within a week of each other. So for that week for me, were were absolutely superb and the fact that Unreal Engine 5 is now what, many games well them two definitely are being developed in yeah it just looks i mean i don't know if you've done it but and, and for anybody who hasn't there's a matrix game that you can download in and it's literally it only goes on for about half an hour does this game and it's i think nearly 50 gig but by god it it, it, it sort of shows you what unreal engine 5 is capable of and it is it's mind-blowing yeah, I actually thought it was. I was watching a movie at, at points, and I'm. I had to sort of look and think, "Am I? I? I don't get if it if because it does mix it with the movie, the new Matrix movie. So there is actual, you know, movie clips in it, but the way it switches to the game, you can't tell. Sometimes yeah. you you have to look twice, and you can. So the fact that these two games have been developed in Unreal Engine Five. And the two are my favourites. I, I know we're a long way off probably launching. It's probably going to be 2023 at the earliest, if we're lucky. But please, show me something this year, please. And finally, two from me. Uh, we've got Everwild from Rare. Something, again, it's quite a mystical... It's quite For me, it's more curiosity out of it at the moment. I want to see more. I want to sort of see what that sort of game's like. And finally, for me, is Avowed from Obsidian. I want to see just a little bit more about that. It's got a Skyrim-y, got a Lord of the Rings appear, appearance even. And, you know, again, I want to see a little bit more. We had the official announcement a couple of years ago now. And again, this year, let's let's see more. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. And with that said, let us know on our social medias what you want. Is there something we've missed? Is there something we've yeah. not discussed? Um, and before we go, Ash, we should maybe sort of mention what we podcast coming up. Yeah, so with obviously, as Shane just said there, obviously, if you've got any comments, something we want to promote within our podcast as well is if you've got a comment, shout it out to us on our social media channels and we will shout out some comments on the podcast you know if you've got a comment to make let us know and we will give you a shout out if it's you know if it's something relevant to the games the podcasts everything yeah. that we're doing uh but yeah so like shane was just saying basically going forward what we've what we've been doing with this podcast so far is starting a library starting to get sort of comfortable with what we're doing that the feedback has been unreal from what we've done it so has, far yeah so for those for those who have listened and gave us feedback Honestly, and on art, we appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, really, we, we've really got... It's, it's a good feeling. Uh, we've got multiple, obviously, a few names. I'll just sort of give a quick shout-out now to who have listened and watched. We've got Tom, we've got Jack, we've got Gaz, we've got Liam, we've got Kieran, uh, your mate Ben as well. You know, we, we've got people who have listened and said, you know, really good things about what we've done so far. But this was our test out. We, we're picking topics, we'll discuss it, we'll upload it, you know, and it's been good. The overall feel for what we want to do with this podcast going forward is a weekly, you know, news. We will bring some topics into it. You know, when a news yeah. piece relates to a topic, we'll get into that. Um, but what we want to do is we want it to be a bit of a current affairs gaming news podcast with everything involved. So 
you know, like that today where obviously Xbox Showcase has announced their date and everything. When it comes to the podcast, if it was like next week, we'll we'll discuss that. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's the same with anything to do, obviously, like, again, a little bit of news that's been announced today is obviously the official announcement of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. We've seen the official logo as well as a teaser. So going forward, we'll sort of, we'll, we'll discuss what's happened this past week. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll so be it, sort of... Yeah. We'll, we'll so be a bit more the, current affairs. It keeps affairs. you guys informed. It keeps you yeah, guys exactly. informed. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're all about. We're about, you know, we're yeah. news, we're the latest previews, reviews, you know, if we play again, obviously this weekend, we're going to be getting stuck into the turbo golf racing. Uh, we've got access to Which the beta. I've spent the afternoon on already. Exactly. So, and it's good. you know, it's good. It's good. We'll, we'll be bringing our previews. We'll be bringing our reviews. We'll be bringing news and everything in between. And like I say, there will be topics. We will, obviously there's going to be times that we're going to be away. We're going to have holidays. We're going to have times where these sort of, pre-recorded topic episodes will still appear but yeah you know, definitely yeah we we want we've to... always got something to say about summer haven't we exactly and we want we want that to be sort of our focus so you know for you guys just so you know that obviously next week we're going a little bit more up to date a little bit more current affairs with everything gaming so yeah that's uh, that's the outlook going forward yeah so you guys while you're on the move on your way to work or whatever it is you've got going on can keep up to date with all the latest news, we will we'll do that for you. And like you said, we'll still get the topics as well. So, and if there is any topic, like we said, that you want discussing or you feel, you know, is close to your heart as a gamer, let us know. If we think it's a topic worth discussing, we will discuss it and and potentially even some of you get you on eventually. Exactly. And um, so, so obviously with the with that being sort of said about the interaction and that obviously you can follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at press underscore start you uh, sorry press underscore start UK um, on Facebook it's press dot start one uh, be sure to give us a follow on all of those um, obviously there you'll see the links to our YouTube channel and everything like that and yeah that's that's the best way to keep up to date with us daily. With everything gaming news, everything press start, and obviously that's where you'll see everything to do with our podcast, upcoming episodes, and that's where you can obviously have an input on the episodes going forward. Yeah, and I look forward to all to Gears of War fans coming at me. Yeah, obviously you just remember to direct <laughs> them towards Shane, not Ash. Yeah. I love Gears of War. <laughs> well, but, yeah, that's a nice little cop out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm washing my hands on that one. So on that note, guys, uh, as always, thank you from myself and Shane. Um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. If you haven't, obviously, be sure to follow us on Spotify um, so you can keep up to date with all our podcasts. And if you have enjoyed it, please be sure to give it a rating. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.